what happened to me was just a lot of bad things. And then I started asking myself, well, wait a second. Are these really bad things or are they opportunities? You have absolutely taken this community by storm over the last few years. I'm an author, producer. I've written books. I've interviewed a lot of people. We're building video streaming platforms like Unified TV. Just about to offer Tucker Carlson to come on to Unified TV. Regardless of how you see things differently, we still love each other, we still respect each other, and we still work together for the common goal of making this world a better place. Everything is connected to everything, whether anybody likes that or not. When you do something to one thing, it impacts everything else. It's not enough to just, you know, throw money at a situation. It's about solving the problem from the root of that consciousness. It needs to be everybody shifting collectively, everybody contributing collectively yeah. to make a collective change. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. That's how we're going to change the world. I have just had the pleasure of having my first interview with someone that I've wanted to speak to for a long while, Jason Shirker. Now, many of you will also already know Jason. He's an author, a producer, and a truth seeker. He's also the founder of Unified TV, one of the fastest growing video streaming platforms where there's a wealth of information there to help people grow, create, and really accumulate all the information that they need to make themselves and the world a better place. Very importantly, he's now also the, the founder of Unified Healing. And the vision of this is to bring the energy enhancement system technology worldwide at a price that's affordable to all. Now, we had a great time in this interview. Um, it's real up close and personal with Jason, where we really explore his journey, his personal journey over the last three years, what he's learned in that process, what he can share with the rest of us, and what he's excited to be working on moving forward. One of the things I loved about this discussion was we really looked into how it's absolutely okay to really explore what we might perceive as going wrong in the world. Because when we understand the problems that are facing us, then we can look for the solutions. And it is absolutely possible to do that from a creative standpoint, an energetically creative standpoint, rather than a fear standpoint. So it's not so much about what problems you're looking at, but with the attitude of how you're looking at them. And I think You'll see lots of examples in these interviews of how it's absolutely amazing when you let go of what's no longer serving you, how you really invite in space to allow you to really move into your true purpose and connect with the people what you're really on a vibrational resonance with. So sit back, enjoy the interview. I'm sure we'll be back for more moving forward. Please do let us know what you think in the comments. And as always, if you like the content, whether you're listening to this on a video format or on a podcast, please do share with your friends if you find this content useful. And as always, stay curious and stay free. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with someone that I think virtually all my audience will recognize today. Um, I don't think there's anyone that's not gonna recognize you, Jason, but for those people that are new to the channel, you have absolutely taken this community by storm over the last few years. I mean, the diversity, we're going to get into some really interesting subjects today, mm -hmm. but you're covering, you're one of the people that's really covering so many different areas of pulling all the different 
important factors that we all need to be aware of to open our minds to what's really going on and how we can empower ourselves. So mm-hmm. can you give us a summary of what you've been up to the last three years? Um, because you've you're, you've also, sorry for a long introduction, but you've also one of the few people that's taken it into your hands to set up your own platform as well. Yeah. So I, anytime somebody asks, they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I I don't really know how to answer that question Um, because I can't put it into one word, but big picture, I'm an author. I'm a producer. I've, I've written books. I've made films. I've done, I'm an interviewer. I've interviewed a lot of people. Um, I'm in the tech space. If you want to call it, we've built platforms. We're building platforms, social media platforms, uh, marketing platforms for wellness centers around the world, yeah. video streaming platforms like Unified TV. So it's really, really across the board, but the common denominator between all is the mission. That mission is how do we connect this world, heal this world and educate this world. And if we could do all those three things, then we can make this world a better place because it's not enough to just, you know, throw money at a situation and say, okay, you guys are hungry. Let's give you food. No, let's teach you how to farm. You know, it's, it's about awareness. It's about education. It's not just about solving a problem with a bandaid. It's about solving the problem from the root of that consciousness. So those three pillars of connection, education, healing, if we do those three, which we do with the unified organization, I believe that can be the solution to healing the world from the base of where, you know, the problems exist. And when you heal it in the roots, the tree becomes beautiful again. So I don't know if that answered the question directly, but there's a lot going on. It really does. And I I mean, each of those is so important in its own right. I want to ask you a bit about the connection. So when we look at connection, so many of us, first and foremost, that starts for ourselves. But a lot of the time we're talking about humanity and connecting as humanity. Now, to me, Jason, I think we might be missing a trick there, because when you look at any ancient civilization, any indigenous culture, but also any other species on the planet, when you separate yourself as a species from the other species on the planet, things start to go wrong. So how do you feel about whether we should be really looking now in terms of connection to everything in and on Mother Earth? Well, it's funny because you're saying when you separate one species from another, I would I would go as far to say as when you separate one thing from anything else, you yeah. have problems. It's not just with one species or another. It's it's take weather modification. You know, I, I just did a live on YouTube all about harp and weather modification. These are public things. You know, you can Google them. It's not a secret. But what they're doing is they're modifying the weather in one part of the world. And what that does is negatively impacts or impacts, forget about negatively or positively, it will impact another part of the world. In the medical system, they do that too. They say, we'll heal or help fix the kidney, but it's going to be at the expense of the liver because you can't actually isolate one thing from anything else. So that's the difference between like holism and reductionism. Reductionism doesn't actually exist without the concept of holism. Everything is connected to everything else. But if you're looking at the computer screen as just individual pixels without seeing the picture, then you can be an expert in each pixel, pixel. But if you don't know how to connect those dots, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have war. You're going to have corruption. You're going to have disease. You're going to have a lot of things that are happening in this world because people are looking at the parts as opposed to how the pieces connect to make a whole. 
So I, I think that's one of the big problems in terms of like, not just species to another, but big picture principle of everything is connected to everything, whether anybody likes that or not, that's kind of how it is. So when you do something to one thing, it impacts everything else. If we see the bigger picture, what we do to one thing, taking into consideration the whole could lead to a better place instead of, you know, the world that we live in today. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a holistic practitioner working with humans and animals, and we see that the whole time. And that's why sort of you and I and lots of other people are so interested in bringing out these other healing technologies that we'll get onto in a minute. Yeah. But in terms of where you are at at the moment, because you're covering so many fascinating subjects at the moment, you know, I've seen your stuff about flat earth versus round earth, and you're going to be looking into that. You're absolutely one of the people leading the way in terms of bringing in the healing technologies that the technology has been there, but it hasn't been accessible to people. Where are you being called to put your focus at the moment? Because so many people, there's so much for them to catch up on in terms of, how do you look on a personal level and a collective level for the solutions if you don't know about the problems? But if you spend too long looking about the problems, you're not directing your energy towards the solutions. So where are you in that balance? You have to look at the problems in order to figure out how or what the solution could be. The question is, how are you looking at the problems? Are you looking at the problems in a way of, I'm complaining and saying, oh my God, what's wrong with this world? Or are you looking at the problems to find the weak spots so you can strengthen them? Almost like if, if let's say I'm reading a speech and I'm preparing for a big public conference. And I ask you, Catherine, and I say, Catherine, I want you to listen to this speech and tell me what you think. If you listen to me practicing the speech and you just told me how great I was, you didn't help me. Yeah. You, you actually did me a disservice because what I'm really asking you to do when I say, hey, Catherine, can you listen to my speech before I give it to the world is point out every problem that occurred throughout that practice round so I can fix those. So again, it's how are you responding to the problems? How are you looking at the problems? Are you looking at them, being sad about them, complaining about them and saying we're screwed? Or are you looking at them in order to say, what do we do next to evolve further? Your problems are your greatest, greatest, greatest opportunities to grow. People just look at them as a negative thing. They're not. Everything that we see in the world that we call a problem or darkness is another opportunity to become brighter in that light. Because when that darkness dissolves by shining light on it, you just got brighter. So I see it as opportunities. I know a lot of people see it as like, why are you talking about all the problems? Because I'm talking about it from a different perspective. I'm not talking about the problems to, you know, upset people. I'm talking about the problems because if we're already doing this good and we're only 3% tapped in, then imagine what we could do if we were 90% tapped. Imagine what we could do if we were 6% tapped in. You know what I mean? It's Completely. Like, yeah, it's it's amazing. This is the thing. There's so many opportunities and it is very much, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. Um, but trying to really get that snowball effect with people and get them out of the fear mentality. 
this to me is where it really links into our physical health as well, because we all know there's been so many challenges put on us in terms of our physical, mental, emotional health. But also there's so many solutions already available out there, let alone the ones that are still to come. So what would your some of your advice be to people how they can really switch that mindset? Have you always been the type of person that's in that mindset or are there certain tools and techniques that have really worked for you to get you there? What happened to me was just a lot of bad things. And then I started asking myself, well, wait a second, are these really bad things or are they opportunities? So it was, it was like, it was pushing me to look at the world differently. I would say your best bet is understand that if all is one and you are a part of that oneness, then that source would never do anything to hurt itself. Mm. And that's enough to shift your perspective. So when you're looking at things, instead of saying, why did this happen to me? You asked the question, why did I choose this? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, you're not a victim to it. You're a creator of it. And that creator is helping you evolve. That creator within yourself is helping you evolve to your next greatest potential. So it's just a matter of reshaping perspective. If you can always try to consciously reshape your perspective and ask instead of why is this happening? What's the lesson here? Then you win. You can't lose because then you're in alignment with your next part of your journey of some people call it evolution. Some people call it ascension. Some people call it transformation. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's it's just different words saying the same thing. So in short, reshape your perspective to be one that's a little more productive than playing victim. Love it. Absolutely love it. There's nothing that I find more challenging than the victim mentality because it just doesn't serve anyone, let alone, you know, least of all the person in it. Um, and we can make a conscious change. And once you've decided to make that change, it can be a lot easier than people think. So fascinating stuff you've been talking about over the last year or so about how much of our DNA as humans we are or aren't using and how we tap into the so-called junk DNA and these abilities that many of us are not using fully. What have you noticed personally with yourself? on tapping into new abilities and what are you excited to be working on next? Well, number one, when it comes to DNA, DNA is just light. Mm. So if you can increase your quotient of light, you know, if you can increase the light that you can bear in your body, physically speaking, and you have to do that through spiritual means, but it always ends up in the physical as well, then you're able to unlock more of you. For me, I don't have one thing that I focus on because personally I get bored with one yeah. thing. I like, I like doing a lot of things simultaneously. And then, you know, I used to only be able to do one thing at a time. Then I was able to do two things at a time. Then I was able to do 10 things at a time today. I could do a lot more because it's like a, you know, you're practicing and you're getting stronger and stronger. It's like the gym. You pick up more weight over time. You can pick up more weight over time. You know, it's, it's the same exact thing. And it's just as hard or easy as it was the first time from the five pound weight to the hundred pound weight. You just need to work up to it. So Right now, there are a lot of different things I'm working on. Uh, actually, in just a few hours from now, we're just about to offer Tucker Carlson an agreement to come on to Unified TV. So that's going to be I a good saw one. this. You've got to tell us more about this. I mean, I love that. When I saw you announce that, yeah. I was literally clapping in my chair because one of the you things- wanna, You want to hear the message? I can, I can give you the message that we're sending him. Let me get it. So the message- it's going to get a little thing that looks like this. And the message says, <laughs> it's a funny message. Uh, Dear Tucker, we're living in crazy times, but it's about to get a whole lot better. They say when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. 
Unified TV is prepared to enter into a contract with you for $100 million over a period of five years. You will have full control of your content in order to ensure your voice is heard in the most free and transparent way possible. Unified TV shares a common mission with you to help awaken humanity through full and true transparency. We have an opportunity to change the world forever for the better. Let's make the best lemonade the world has ever seen. Just say the word and let's make this official. I'll be awaiting your response. I'm ready whenever you are. Thank you, Jason. So we'll see where that goes. That's one big project. <laughs> I love it. And what I love about you is it doesn't seem to be anything that phases you in terms of too much to take on. So is that, again, something that's always been in your personality or are you just growing and growing and getting more and more confident to do that? I think it's a mix of both. So it, there was always like, I would do things that like compared to the common person was like a little crazier and I was okay yeah. doing it because I, I believe that it could be done, you know, but it doesn't mean that I don't have fear sometimes when I do new things, you know, cause it's like, Ooh, it's different. Never done it before. But at the same time, I have gained more of that, you know, trust within that ability to continue moving forward as I continue doing it. So I would say it's a mix of both. There was always a piece of it, but it got stronger and developed over time. So that's one project we're working on right now. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, another thing that we're working on right now is a trip to space. We've already done it, actually. Not yeah. done it, but funded it. So um, in sometime around 2025, I'm waiting for a date, but there's this whole debate on flat earth versus round earth. And I personally believe that it's round, but may maybe I'm wrong. Right. I, I, I've never been out. I've never seen it. I have reasons to believe it's round because of how metaphysics works and how science works. And, you know, a lot of different things that like you can bring evidence for, but there are millions of people that think the opposite. And then I got to sit there as like a truth seeker and say, well, if there are millions of people that believe the opposite, and some of them I know are extremely intelligent, there needs to be some form of evidence here that I'm not understanding. So I said, let me go down that rabbit hole without the attachment of my current beliefs and just look at both from a neutral standpoint. So I started doing that and I started to speaking to like certain leaders of the flat earth movement. And I actually have a show with them in, a, in about a month and a half and doing that publicly. And it's not going to be a debate. It's just going to be teach me, teach me what you know. Let me see where you stand, you know, why you believe what you believe. And then ultimately the, the so-called grand finale will be growing, going up into a spaceship or in this case, a very big balloon that takes you about 20 miles up, about 100,000 feet to the edge of the Earth's atmosphere. And I'm going to be going up with cameras and a crew to film this whole experience. And, you know, without having any motive to go one side or another, just being neutral and saying, what's the truth here? Now, the truth here is that it doesn't matter either way. What matters is that we stop fighting over a shape and start uniting over the fact that we're all humans living on whether it's a planet or a plane, it really doesn't matter. We're still here. We still have to respect each other and we still have to love each other. So the name of that documentary is called The Higher Perspective. And The Higher Perspective is one where regardless of your beliefs, regardless of how you see things differently, we still love each other. We still respect each other. And we still work together for the common goal of making this world a better place. So that's the overall mission of that documentary, The Higher Perspective. So that's another project. Um, we got a lot more. We're funding movies. We have big movies that are that are coming out. One is called, uh, actually, I'll keep that one a, a 
secret for now, but it's a good one. All about, you know, what hospitals did over the past three years with yeah. a lot of evidence. Um, and and really, really interesting stuff. So all of this, by the way, and the beauty here is that everything that I'm sharing right now, a lot of people say, where's the money coming from? Well, we don't have investors. We have people that support a mission. So this isn't like a, a corporation. We're not a corporation. We're a nonprofit organization that doesn't take big donations from donors. What we do is we have members across the board that all pretty much pay the same thing on a monthly membership mm -hmm. to watch Unified TV. And what that membership supports is a greater mission at hand, which is the Unified World Organization and its mission. So it could be Unified TV, it could be Unified Social, social media, it could be Unified Healing, the healing network that we built yeah. all around the world. All these things support the greater mission that we have at hand. And the beauty of it is if you want to see a collective shift in the world, we're going to have to do it collectively. It can't be one or two billionaires coming and saving us. It needs to be everybody shifting collectively, everybody contributing collectively yeah. to make a collective change. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So that's that's the philosophy behind how we built this organization. And I'm 100% with you on that because the beauty is, is what you're doing is exactly what so many people are talking about, but not necessarily putting into action is actually consciously creating a new way of doing it. And you're not conscious, you're not concentrating your effort on destroying something. You're putting all your effort into creating something and building a huge community to do with that. And I think that's such a fantastic example. And I'm certainly encouraging everyone. Obviously, all the links will be below, as always. You all know the score with that. But it's so important that each and every one of us makes those conscious buying decisions because that's how we're going to change the world, by our daily actions that are actually saying, am I supporting something the way I want the future to be or am I continuing to support the old way that I'm criticizing? Exactly. And that's a lot of people say, we are the resistance. No, you're not. Yeah. You're the resistance, you'd make the darkness stronger. You're, you're, we're just a change or something new. You're not resisting what they're trying to do. You're just moving on and building something new. That's not called the resistance. That's called the new world that we're creating together, co-creating consciously, you know? So it's, it's a big paradigm shift in how we do things and how we perceive things and how we see things and our beliefs. But that doesn't mean that everybody has to believe the same thing. It just means that we have to respect each other. That's another paradigm shift. Uh, a new, you know, an ascended world doesn't mean we all agree. There's still disputes. There's still conflicts. There's still problems. There's still challenges. There's still hardships. The only difference is how we respond to those hardships. So right now, if, you know, two people get into an argument, it could lead into war. Yeah. They could say, I don't agree with you. You're different. My God is better than your God. I'm going to kill you. That's one way of responding. Another way of responding is saying, okay, you believe this, I believe this. Ultimately, we both want the same thing of a good world. So I respect you, you respect me, we disagree, but let's keep going. And that's how you still have a conflict, but respond with a peaceful resolution as opposed to a resolution of war. Completely. So what are you most excited about seeing? Let's take it for the next 12 months. What's your vision for the next 12 months, both on a personal level, but also on a collective level? That's a great question. I, I think the timeline personally, in terms of seeing big changes, is going to be beyond 12 months, mm -hmm. way beyond 12 months, in my opinion. I know a lot of people say New Earth is here and, you know, it's all great, but like, it's not. 
you know, mm-hmm. there <laughs> we could we could play, you know, sunshine and butterflies and rainbows all we want, but there there are problems arising. And again, those are opportunities. So we're we're in the equivalent of like a spiritual gym right now. And we're coming from being frail to having to be extremely, you know, jacked and, and ripped. And that's a process. That's a process. We're not yet there, spiritually speaking. And these hardships that are going to be coming our way, which are coming our way already, which have been coming our way over the past few years, very explicitly are our weights in that gym to get stronger. So it's an awesome thing that's happening. Over the next 12 months, personally, I really just want to, I, I, I've been feeling, and this is a personal thing now that I'll share. I've been feeling this level up, this like upgrade that's been waiting for me on a personal level. And I've kept throwing it to the side because, you know, ideally you accept everything that comes your way, but sometimes you resist things that come your way because it changes everything as you know it, it changes life as you know it, you become a new person and that's a great thing. But I'm sharing this because I want to show that, you know, I'm like everybody else. We all resist certain things, even if they're yeah. great out of like, oh, I'm scared or, oh, I'm not ready or, you know, whatever that, that's happening to me right now. But there's this, there's been this thing happening over the past couple of weeks for me personally, where it's like, I know that I don't really have a choice and I'm going to have to accept that and integrate that new upgrade or whatever you want to call it. And um, it's happening. I, I think as of right this morning there was a shift and I'm I'm moving into that now. So I see on a personal level a lot more a lot more work, but in a much more calm way. So I'm gonna be traveling the world because I'm, you know, I have that just a lot that's going on. And there is a lot of tours. I'm starting a tour in two days from now for three weeks, you know, in like 18 different events. So talk um, through that before we move off that. That's really important for people to know about. So sure. how do people book on that tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So May 3rd to May 21st, I have an East Coast tour from Miami all the way up to New York. Uh, I think it's about 15 or 16 stops. I'm, I think, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but basically at unifiedhealing.com, you can spell U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com. You can see the events tab up on top and it will say East Coast tour. Honestly, I think all of them, but two are sold out already. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll be doing more. So after this tour is over, uh, the next one is probably going to be in Texas because we have a lot of centers there. And then from Texas, I'm going to be moving to the West Coast. And then from there, I'll probably go to Europe and Australia and things like that. So uh, you can find all those us in the UK. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm going to come to the I'm coming everywhere. So basically all of that can always be found and you'll be notified through either my website jasonchurka.com or unified healing which is unifiedhealing.com because I pretty much speak at all our wellness centers around the world. There's like yeah. 250 of them. So there's a lot of places to go to over the next few years but at the same time with all that movement doing it out of a state of being instead of mm-hmm. doing and that's what I'm feeling. That's the upgrade. That's the transition. That's the transformation that I've been like, I've been so used to doing and I've forgotten to an extent the beingness within the doingness where now I'm, I'm reversing back in a good way and moving back into the beingness. And I think this is, this is a good lesson for all of us. The, you you can create something huge in the world. You can create something massive. It doesn't mean that you have to be in your doing state all the time. You can be in your being state as well, but it's a learning process of how to do that. You know, so I'm I'm learning that now. It's been a few years in, 
And that's where I feel like I'm, I'm moving to next. Beautiful. And I really want to touch on your healing centers um, that sure. you've really championed all across Globe. It's amazing how quickly you've been able to get these up and running. I've been a user of a lot of holistic and energy and light and sound healing devices for years. They're phenomenal. And what I love is working with animals. You get such quick and honest feedback with them. How did that passion come about? And what would you like to say to people about just how important it is to get your physical vessel on top notch? Yes. Yeah, so first of all, I would argue that a lot, a lot of people say that if you want to access your highest spiritual heights, you know, it's all through meditation and, and prayer. And I agree with that. But before all of that comes your physical being. So if you're living in a physical vessel that's toxic, that's dirty, that's incoherent, you know, it, it, you're not going to be able to do and reach all those things at the top of the tree. So it's like a tree has its roots, its, its trunk, its branches, and its canopy. The roots is the body. The trunk is the mind. The, the branches are the spirit and the canopy is the soul. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach that fourth highest level of the tree and sit on top of the canopy, your roots need to be strong. A lot of people want to jump to the top of the canopy without perfecting their roots. So your body needs to be in a, in a very specific place in order to pretty much access the dimensions beyond it, which is then goes into the spiritual realms, the intangible realms things like that. So in order to do that, we have to take care of the body. So one of the, of the things that I'm doing now is called Unified Healing, which is pretty much a global initiative that I started less than a year ago. I started on June 1st, so exactly 11 months ago, um, to pretty much bring this technology that I found to be pretty awesome called the Energy Enhancement System Technology, invented by Dr. Sandra Rose Michael. And basically, this technology has been around since 1996. And there's been maybe 19 centers around the world since 1996 up until 2022. And a lot of the elites had that technology in their homes as well. So basically I came in and I said, let's begin this initiative to bring this technology to the public instead of just the rich people in their homes. In 11 months, we opened like 255 centers. It's so incredible, look, isn't it? Yeah. Just look at the, how much you can do in a short period of time when you're aligned with something. And to be honest, the only reason why we were able to get to so many centers around the world is because people shared their stories. Yeah. And, you know, I could give you all the, the, the science of what's supposed to happen, but what we pay attention to is what's actually happening to people. You know, what are, what are the actual results? What are the actual things that it's giving people, the benefits that it's giving people? And it's been incredible. You know, we're seeing people across the board reporting things that, you wouldn't believe when it comes to how they're getting better from certain ailments and diseases and things like that. And those are their reports, not anybody else's claims. It's just them reporting what they're experiencing on a firsthand basis. So it's been awesome to watch. And again, all of those locations with Unified Healing can be found at unifiedhealing.com on the Find a Center tab. And it works. You know, it's it's working. It's helping a lot of people. And if we could do this in 11 months, what can we do in three years? What can we do in four years? You know, it's huge. It is absolutely huge. And again, you're just attracting such amazing people to jump on board and do this. And I noticed that we've got one opening uh, next month in the UK. So I'm booking on that straight away. Awesome. Um, take my mum as well. You know, this is the thing. And I would encourage everyone again, you know, try this out. Because when you really 
get your physical body. We've chosen to come down in physical forms this time. So therefore, let's just really look after it because then you tune into your intuition and everything starts going better for you. Um, so one question I want to ask you, what does the word God mean to you? Yeah. Or do you use that? Yeah, I, I, I like, I love the word, but I feel like humans messed it up. Yeah, uh, associated with it with something limited that we can understand, which you can't. You know, you you can't understand infinity. You can tap into infinity. You can connect to infinity because you are infinite. But God, to me, is the the divine intelligence and order of all. That's it. It's it's not a Jewish thing. It's not a Christian thing. It's not a Muslim thing. It's not a Buddhist thing. It's the thing that connects and makes all existence possible, which is existence itself. There's an order to that existence. There's an order to nature. There's an order to how things move. Whether we understand that cause and effect, whether we understand that infinite order is, is not really the point. The point is, is that there is an order, whether we understand it or not. And that order, if there's an order, there's an intelligence. If there's intelligence, there's a consciousness. And that consciousness of divine order and intelligence is what I like to call God. But because... Unfortunately, people mess with the world word. It's it's hard to to use that word and make sure people understand how I mean it, you know. Absolutely perfect. Such a good answer, Jason. I love it. Um, so that leads me on to really nicely on to what have you learned about I've been doing personally, I've been doing loads of studies in terms of the ancient mystery schools. And it's just absolutely fascinating when you see how much common principles they are, regardless of which system you look at. It comes yeah. back to some key, like you were saying, almost rules of the universe. Which ones have you really learned? And I, I know in the process of learning, you know, what have been some real hard moments for you when you've actually started to apply some of this into your life? What do you mean by that? Well, you know, in terms of really, you, you if I look at you from an outside, when I started watching you, you know, three years ago, you've had an amazing transformation as a process and energetically, you can see that shining through you. So you were just in your description of God talking about there are these laws out there. Have you become apparent of that? Have you become aware of those more on an intellectual level? And how have you embodied those into your daily life to sort of help you with this transformation? Absolutely. So there, I've actually written two books about those laws specifically. The first one is called Forming the Formless. And the second one is right here. It's called The Language of Energy. Mm. The Language of Energy is an expansion of Forming the Formless. And it pretty much explains <clears throat> how there are certain laws regardless of your beliefs and regardless regardless of your opinions they're like universal laws and those universal laws yeah. can help us understand the world in a different way without just having to outsource our power and trust somebody because some expert said so so one of those laws are the law of conservation energy cannot be created or destroyed that's a scientific law if energy cannot be created or destroyed there was no creation of the universe mm -hmm. it couldn't exist right it was always here maybe it changed form but if energy cannot be created or destroyed and everything can be deduced and, and pretty much brought down to energy, then everything already exists. That's literally what it means. That means yeah. that death, death is a concept of the transformation of life. If energy cannot be created or destroyed, there is no duality. There's just oneness in its essence and its core. So just that law can bring us to so many places and change the way that we perceive things. Then there's the law of vibration. 
the law of vibration states that you experience what you're in resonance with. That's how the radio works. That's how walkie-talkies work. It's science. So just like that, well, the law of resonance, the law of vibration is also how you experience what you experience. So if energy cannot be created or destroyed, that means that all realities exist simultaneously. This is how we're now connecting dots of what that yeah. actually means. All realities exist simultaneously. Then if you're experiencing sickness, you can also experience health. The question is, what are you tuning to? What are you in resonance with? What are you vibrating in, in you know, correlation with? So obviously that's a very surface explanation because it's a very long talk to have, but there are many different ways to then connect those dots further and say, okay, well then how do I tune my frequency to a different frequency? How do I change from sadness to happiness? How do I change from disease to health? How do I do all these things? And there are many different ways there. You could do that through thoughts. You could do that through beliefs. You could do that through words. You could do that through writing. You could do that through the people you spend time with, through the music you listen to, through the art on your wall, through the books that you read or write. Everything that you do both internally and externally is a reflection of itself. And if you know how to break down the external and the internal, it's almost like having two engines on a plane. If one goes down, don't worry, go to the other and you'll fix one because it's a reflection of the other. So if you don't know how to do the internal work, focus on the external work. It will reflect internally. If you don't know how to do the external work, do the internal world work. It will reflect externally. And what that means beyond just the philosophy of what I'm saying is very simple. Let's say that you have clutter in your brain. You have clutter in your mind. It's all over the place. Go clean your room. Clean your room, fix that drawer that has all that garbage in it that you don't actually need. And you'll see that when you're done fixing that drawer, your mind will be a whole lot clearer. Let's say that you have a lot of clutter externally and you don't know how to fix that for whatever reason. Well, then sit down and start organizing the files in your mind. And you'll see that naturally what's going to happen next is your external reality shifts things will start to work in a more coherent way. If you don't know how to do one, do the other, and it will reflect upon the other. That's the beauty of the two engines that we have between the ex internal and the external, because they're not actually different. That's why they're reflections. So when you change one, the other one changes automatically. So there are many different tips, many different techniques. I would say if somebody's interested in learning the more both actually, the internal and the external work, but mainly the internal with thoughts, beliefs, words, and so on and so forth. This book is a lesson on all of that. The language of energy is a lesson on all of that work of how to use words in a conscious way, what thoughts really are, and how to reprogram the mind, which, which is a reflection of your life. Brilliant. I'd love to delve into that more next time with you. So final sure. question, because I know you've got to go. What have you had to let go of over the last couple of years? to get you to where you are now? That's a good question. A lot. Mm. But at the same time, I gain just as much. That's yeah. why I, it's, it's not a loss. That's why I'm having trouble explaining mm. it. Uh, okay. There are a lot of people that I'm no longer friends with. Yeah. There are a lot of relationships that I no longer have. Mm. There are, there's a lot of ways that I spend my time differently now. You know, I used to just be out all the time. Now I'm more focused on a mission. And what I gained through all that loss, because it's just a transformation, is I gained a lot more, a lot new friends, a lot just real, real people, good people. Uh, I gained a lot of new relationships. I, I gained the ability to do what I actually love. 
instead of do what yeah. I don't love and have more free time. Like this is my free time also, you know, like yeah. I, I enjoy it. So yeah, there's it, let go. I let go of anything that doesn't serve me per se. And I brought in things that do. And there are still things that I do today that don't serve me just like every other human being. And then we work on that and we get better, you know? So it's like, it's a, it's a constant process, but yeah, there's been a lot of change over the past few years. Fantastic. And I wanted to raise that because so many people have been raising that with me recently, Jason, about um, sometimes some of us, and I'm one of those, you know, sometimes letting go of certain friendships, relationships can be painful, even when you know that you need to do it for both parties um, you benefit. But it is very true that you need to let go of things to allow new things into your life. So that's really just some encouragement for everyone else out there that's going through that at the moment. Thank you so much for your time today. Really, Thank really you. appreciate it. This will be back up on my channel as soon as I'm allowed to post again. Um, and let's connect again after you get back from your tour. Thank you so much, Jason. Awesome. Thank you very much. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation and I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible, and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes were applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.